The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. And good Friday morning. Welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station in the U.S. Virgin Islands with yours truly, Neville James. It is a gorgeous end of the week day here in paradise. It was a little, a little chill this morning. Now, I mean, coming into the, into the lab. That's what we're going to call it from now on, uh, Mr. DJ. The lab. Okay? We're going to call it studio. Coming into the lab this morning, I looked down and uh, I saw... um. 78 degrees. Right? I said, uh-huh. Yes, sir. We're going to freeze in January and February. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that one's beautiful for real. Just need some rain. Right? Keep the island green forever. Because I got a feeling we got a little dry run-ins going on. So, I'm going to ask my DJ to reach out to the National Water Service so they can um, hook us up with a... Um, a little uh, weekend preview, if possible, because um, that's how we do things. Um, I've been in St. Thomas um, from Wednesday into Thursday. Uh, it was nice over there. Right? However, when I looked over the um, COVID report for yesterday, I saw that um had a solid ratio, 343 to 16 negatives to positives. So that's 21 to 1. But out of the 16 positives, 12 were in St. Thomas. Four were on St. Croix, of course, St. John. I mean, St. John just pitching shutouts left and right. So we go keep an eye on that. Uh, same uh, on the national front, 10% positivity rate, but we've seen a higher number of cases, which means more people are testing if the rate is remaining the same. However, deaths continue to decrease, even though 274 uh, daily average uh, is too much, so we got to keep an eye on that, okay? Hospitalizations, 33,708, of which 3,880 are in uh, intensive care. So we keep an eye on that, the national thing because, you know, there's that lag um, with us. So, you know what I mean? But we're going to be good. We got uh, a nice uh, assortment of guests in the first hour, starting with the National Weather Service. Uh, and then um, Ms. Alexandra Sapp can be joining us. And then JFL, they got a job fair. They can join us. In the, so we're going to knock out those three areas in the first hour. And then we got Bush T in the second hour. A number of things on the legal front, nationally and locally, that we're going to be talking about. Ronnie Russell going to be back with us. And I think that Tony Dewey Henry uh, as well. Uh, good morning to the National Weather Service in Puerto Rico. Who am I speaking with? You're speaking with Krista this morning. Krista. How are you doing? Happy holidays, man. Well. Everything good? Everything is good here. Okay, good. Now, you, you're originally from where? I'm originally from Philadelphia. You're from Philly, Give right? Yeah. And, and it's 80 degrees here in the territory. What's it like in Philly now? 25, 30, somewhere up there? It's, it's probably around 40-ish. Around 40-ish? Yeah. Let me, which one is better? And you got well, to remove yourself. You can't be partial to your hometown. Which one's better? Which one's better? Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, I don't miss shoveling snow. I'll say that. I don't miss doing that at all. Oh, so you're being a politician this morning. I like that. Very, dip- <laughs> very, very diplomatic on your part. Um, good. So, um, is the weather going to be? Re- is, go- is it going to remain as nice as it is now throughout the weekend? It should be about as nice as it is as it is right now. We've got just kind of some patchy moisture that'll move through. Um, so nothing really significant, and there's not much in the way of uh, instability. So whatever showers do develop probably won't be very strong. Um, we also have a little bit of northerly flow for much of the weekend, which should keep the temperatures relatively cool, especially Sunday into probably early next week. So I was speaking to, I think it was Ryan Chambers on Monday. He was saying we were getting something from the east and a, a cold front from, that's the northerly flow you were talking about? Uh, so there is a little bit of the remnants of a, a frontal boundary kind of in the area, and that's kind of what's bringing the patches of moisture. But the front, for the most part, um, I mean, it's it's there, <laughs> but, but it's not anything spectacular, but that is part of why we've got the northerly flow, yeah. Okay, good. So... Let's talk to my boaters and my beachgoers. What should they be looking out oh, for? It's a little less pleasant in terms of the marine and coastal conditions, unfortunately. Um, so we do have a swell moving in, and so we're expecting uh, probably by, I would say, midday, late, late midday, uh, tomorrow for the offshore Atlantic waters, we might start seeing some hazardous conditions, um, seas of seven plus feet, and that will spread through any of the exposed waters. Um, so it probably won't reach you guys very much, maybe a little bit in the east, but um, especially for the northern islands, we're looking at uh, even in the near shore waters by the start of next week, seven plus feet. Um, and as for the rip current risk, it is at the moment moderate for the islands, but that risk will increase, um, especially for Sunday. And we're looking at a high risk across the islands for Sunday. Okay. Okay. So Sunday's a, a big beach yeah. day here in the territory. So we got to be looking out for that. Certainly good to be careful, uh, on Sunday. Okay. Good. Good. So, um, to recap, um, Weather should remain the same intermittent showers? Yes. Okay. Okay, good. Um, do me a favor. Um, when you see Robert Mitchell, tell him to, to um, tell him that we say happy holidays. Um, Hi. Because uh, his mom lives on St. Croix. Yes. Yes, and, she does. And, um, you know, we haven't, I haven't heard from him in a, in, a, in a little bit, but just let him know that uh, we send happy holidays. And, as a matter of fact, happy holidays to everybody down there. Um, I see my guy, uh, Jose Aleman, he moved on. He told us about that, so we're glad that you guys are um, experiencing upward mobility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and that's 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 a good thing. Thank you very much, Krista. Appreciate it. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Quickly, Vieques and Culebra, everything good with them as well? Uh, similar conditions for you guys is, uh, there, so pretty similar. Okay, good. Okay, good. Can't, can't forget Vieques and Culebra. All right, thank you very much. Appreciate that. You're welcome. Good. That's uh, Krista from the National Weather Service down there in Puerto Rico. So, the good weather that we're experiencing, uh, and I could, you know, see, uh, I could see an outline of uh, a little outline of kind of um, a hazy, uh, 
outline of Western St. John. And I could see the ferry, the ferry moving across from my right to left, going from uh, east to west, but they're going straighten out and go north and uh, head over there into Charlotte Amali. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, like I said, um, we got a bush tea discussion coming up uh, in our um, number two. Um, some significant runnings taking place uh, locally, of course. You heard about the settlement. Um, significant settlement, nine-figure settlement um, with the estate of um, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, so we're going to uh, break that down uh, in our number two. And then uh, on the mainland, the, the 11th Circuit um, unanimously um, slapped down a, a um, decision of the uh, district court, uh, Alien Cannon, where she uh, ordered a special master. And that now going up the river, so I'm looking forward to talking with the counselors about what that means. And uh, interestingly, one of, one of the things that I wanted to, to bring up there um, with the counselors is that all three of those judges who literally told uh, Judge Cannon, um, you had no jurisdiction, all that stuff, they were appointed by Republican presidents, two by Donald Trump. So I wanted to talk about the political, uh, the personal dynamics that's going on there because you know the court is under some pressure right that it hasn't seen in a long time because there was a time where the court the court was deemed um, untouchable and uh that's no longer the case a lot of things happening and then you had the situation with the leak of the draft with Dobbs v Jackson and all that stuff and then another another uh, couple other cases uh, we want to touch on uh the tax issue, where the Supreme Court is now allowing, and Congress has it uh, in their possession, the president's uh, taxes that he's been trying to hide, former president, uh, his taxes. So a lot of things going on. And there's another national issue there as well. Oh, um, the, the matter with respect to um, Judge Merrick Garland, you know? He keep taking the time and he keep winning. I know um, Donald Duck School um, has a problem with how MG to AG moves, but um, that's another topic I want to talk to to the to the counselors about. Because with uh, Attorney General Garland, keep in mind that he was nominated um, by former President Obama, and he couldn't even get a hearing from the Senate. So the question that I wanted to ask. Now, we're going to break that down, is how is it humanly possible for, for Attorney General Garland to totally ignore what the U.S. Senate did to him when he looks at things going forward? As a human being, knowing that you didn't even have the ability to go before the U.S. Senate and ask them, I mean, not ask them, and experience what it's like 
for all Supreme Court justices to go through with respect to meeting the credentials and gaining their consent. Because let's face it, the, the highest job in the land, not most well-paid and all that stuff, the highest jo job in the land for any jurist is to be a member of the United States Supreme Court. You have unequivocally arrived once you've gotten to that level. Of course, now it's not looked at um, as a uh, as it once was because they've allowed um, politics and members of the, the bench allowed their spouses to undermine, you know, democracy and all that stuff. But be that as it may, can't ignore, you know, that the now the now AG, you know was once disrespected like never before. They, they didn't even vote him down. They said, you can't even get a call, man. You didn't the house race and, and, and the track announcer calling the other 12 horses and he ain't even recognizing you. That's how the Republican Party treated him back in 2016. Now, they're dealing with, with him and, and accusing the Department of Justice of weaponizing. Never heard these kind of terms before, you know, but... One thing about the Republican them, um, they could ball ya. You know, we had that slang back in in the mid seventies, what you balling for? They could ball ya. And of course the red wave never happened and all that stuff. And oh the one issue else we're going to talk about is the judge yesterday uh telling uh the the county in Arizona canvas the election results by five PM and they did what they were supposed to do. So that's the next thing. We'll have a good, a good Bush tea discussion uh, in our uh, number two. Yesterday uh, in the marketplace, the Dow was down 194.76 points, closing at 34,395.01. I'd say just over in between a, a half and six tenths of a percent, negative point five six percent. Um, Nasdaq was up just over a tenth of a percent at point one three percent. S&P was down just under a tenth of a percent at 0.09%. Russell 2000 was absolutely flat, 0.000%. Of the 30 blue chip stocks, 13 saw gains, one was flat, and 16 saw losses. Okay? <clears throat> Excuse me. So we're keeping an eye on that as well. Go check. Because, um... It was down uh, on Monday. Let me see. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, it was down on Monday, 497.57 points. Then it was semi-flat. It was flat on, on Tuesday, right, at plus 3.07 points, right? But then on Wednesday... Wednesday was an excellent day. It went up like 700 points. And then yesterday, it was down just under 200 points. So keep an eye on the marketplace. The jobs report, you know, it comes out on the first Friday of every month. So we keep an eye on that. They expect uh, the jobs report to show a slowing of jobs uh, throughout November. So we'll see how that looks and all that stuff. And we keep an eye on things, you know. 2023 is right around the corner. It's December, like I said yesterday, when I was uh, over in the in the um, 
de makeshift studio. Over there in St. Thomas. Uh, and uh, you just got to pay attention to details, you know. Um, we're listening to the, the morning edition. The European Union um, is trying to limit the cost of uh, oil from Russia to $60 a barrel. So keep an eye on that as well. You know, a number of things. Yeah, so that's how we do things here on on this medium. Um, because um, man, everything that is happening locally, uh, for the most part, is because of external forces. And we got to um, keep an eye on things so that, you know what they say, right? It ain't if then the father to kill you. It's a sudden stop. And because of that, that's why you got to know what's going on so that you're not shocked when it's going on. Price of oil, I was just pulling this up. West Texas crude, $81.64. Brent crude, $87.22. Right? <coughs> Excuse me. And they expect it to, um, uh, to go up a little bit because... Um, China eases uh, some COVID uh, restrictions, and finally, when we um, in the Bush Tower as well, we're gonna talk about um, Twitter because free speech, um, which is one of the arguments for the new owner Elon Musk, um, why he bought it because he believed that there was a restriction on free speech. Um, he had to shut down a man yesterday, Kanye West, because apparently he had a swastika on top of. Um, uh, a Jewish star, and he had to ban him from Twitter. So, so much for free speech. Okay, even Elon Musk, who was being revered by the right, the Republicans, as the savior of Twitter and supporter of free speech, he had to knock it down with all that stuff. So, see how we go to don't say nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, we take a break. Uh, when we come back, we should be talking with Miss uh, Alex Sop. The SOP Trio, they're going to be doing their thing on St. Thomas this weekend. And she was in transit um, when we were on on either Tuesday or Wednesday. So I'm glad to have her uh, talk with her a little bit and ask about her time in St. Croix. Yes, we'll take a break. Be back right after this. Bank of St. Croix, our mobile apps provide access to business accounts on the go, and our merchant card services accept credit and debit payments anywhere, anytime. Plus, the online banking platform means your bank is always open. Bank of St. Croix has two locations, one in Gallows Bay at 340-773-8500 and one in Peter's Rest at 340-713-8500. BankofStCroix.com. The mission of public radio is to create a more informed community, to build a deeper understanding and appreciation of ideas, events, and cultures. But none of that is possible without human connection. When you donate to WTJX FM, you are directly supporting the shows you love and all the work behind the scenes that keeps us up and running. Give today at WTJX.org forward slash donate or by calling 844-737-9842. The Forum, a nonprofit organization since 1996, is proud to present 
the Alex Sop Trio, featuring Virgin Islanders Alexandra Sop, Carlton Holmes, and Victor Provost, who have been hailed by the New York Times as exquisite and beautifully nuanced. The trio will present a variation of contemporary pieces, including works from local composer Bill Lomoda on Saturday, December 3rd at 8 p.m. at the Prior Jolek Hall on Antilles campus. A kids concert starts at 5 and the courtyard opens at 6 with live music from the Antilles School student-led gig band and the UVI Steel Pan Ensemble, as well as small meals and beverages by Amalia Cafe. More information is available at the forum usvi.org 646-725-3353 and the forum usvi at gmail.com. Should be hearing from Miss Miss Sop if she's is she on uh, right now. Um, um, good morning, Miss Miss Sop. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes, I can hear you. Oh, there can we you go. Me? There we go. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Thanks. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for making some time to talk with us. Of course. Okay. So how was the trip? <clears throat> the trip was easy breezy. You were flying from Europe. I flew from Europe the day before, and then yesterday I flew from just from New York, from my home. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you just got into the territory yesterday? Yes. Oh, okay, okay, good. How was Europe? Europe was amazing. I love going to visit Europe. I was playing a bunch of concerts in Berlin and in Poland. Okay. Okay, how... It's how... a nice change of weather. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a smidgen warmer here in the territory. A smidgen, Just yeah. a smidgen, yeah. Um... How's Poland in particular, given what they're dealing with, you know, being adjacent to Ukraine and bordering? Right. You know, Ukraine. I was really interested in that myself. But um, from from where I was, I was only in and out for a couple of days playing concerts. And I, I couldn't really feel any immediate difference. I was I was on the other side of the country, though. OK, so you weren't you weren't anywhere near there, near the action, no. so to speak. No. OK, well, I'm glad you're here and we're glad to have you here. So. Um, had a good conversation um, with um, Mr. Provost and oh, okay, um, Mr. Holmes. That was, I think, that was on Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, and you were you were en route from Poland to America. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, so I asked of them to you know see if they can make make time for you to talk to us a little bit because it is your trio and you know, we didn't want to you know not talk with. With, with your with your partners, with your associates, and not talk with the name brand. So we wanted to talk with the wow. name So, wow, I feel very honored. Then, so, but the real reason why I wanted to talk with you is because it's my understanding that you got a history on Saint Croix. So you are you are crucial. Sure you, you are crucial. You're one of us. So that that made that made talking with you even more important. Yeah, this is you know this is my first time back in the Virgin Islands since my family moved away, which was. In the year 2000, which is crazy to me, but you know, this is where I spent my whole childhood. Where in the Virgin Islands? 
I was in St. Croix, and we lived on the north side of the island, like, on a hill right above Salt River. Oh, okay, over, that's uh, Claremont? You over at Claremont? Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay, good. So tell tell the public about life in St. Croix as, as you, know, you were you were a young, a, a child at the time, or? I was a child at the time, yeah. I moved over when um, my parents, I, I'm originally from upstate New York. My family's from there. My mom moved down here when I was very young, like only about three or four. And um, I spent my whole childhood with her. She was, uh, she worked for a while as a school teacher at my school. And then she she's a jeweler. So she actually worked for Sonia of the hook bracelets. Okay. okay. Down, um, downtown. Yeah. yeah, downtown. She worked there for a long time. And my uh, my stepdad, he who I'm still very close with, um, he was a originally a scuba dive instructor at Salt River, and so he had a dive boat. We would go out on all the time. I pretty much grew up underwater, um, and uh, and then he he worked construction for a long time on the island, and uh, it was just an amazing place to be a kid. Um, as you know, just being outside all the time. You know, now I've lived in New York City for forever and uh it's it's really i just gone to the years that i spent down here being able to be outside and in nature every day going swimming every day um i'm seeing like when i come down and visit and i see the smallest things you know like i saw an ad for pueblo and i almost started crying because i hadn't <laughs> it's so silly but it's just a grocery store but you know it's like when you see things that really bring you back to those really formative years it's pretty moving and, um, I, I, I went. I, I went through that. To... I, I went through that back in August. Um, yeah. I was in New York City area, flying out to California, and um, I uh, normally, you know, you could take a a shuttle bus from Newark to Port Authority, and then you take another bus out to JFK. But they don't do that anymore because of COVID. So I had to take the subway train, and uh, I had went to college in New York for a couple of years, and so I took the E. And here I was on a train that I took when I was in 18, 19 years old. I was moving. I hadn't done that for a while. And it was making all the yeah. stops, Kew Gardens, all that stuff. You start reminiscing. Uh, totally. So, so I, I could, I could, I could relate to what you're talking about. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think I was moved to tears, but maybe, maybe, the, <laughs> maybe no, no, I'm serious. It, it, it really, it really kind of like knocked me back because I was something uh, in your memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. that you know, like yeah. you have access to kind of the way that you thought about things when you were younger, which is yeah, that was uh, that was forty years for me. Most... That was forty and thirty nine years for me, respectively. And I was like, wow, I can't believe um, I'm on the E, and we're working our way across the river and heading into Queens yeah. and you know, and Forest Hills, and all. I was like, oh my gosh, this is yeah, I'm there. That's talking about it, you know. That's yeah, that's 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 that must be an awesome feeling to to see Pueblo. Because ain't got no pueblo, ain't got, ain't, ain't, know, pueblo, ain't got no pueblo, ain't got no pueblo where you at? They sure don't. No, no. they don't. Yeah, that's good. Um, one one, one awesome. more thing, one, one more thing before before we go forward with you, upstate New York. You know, I I have a history with upstate New York. Where in upstate? Oh, um, my whole family is originally from Syracuse, New York. I drove through Syracuse for the first time a couple weeks ago, man. Ah, really? Yeah, I was driving back from Toronto and. I didn't want to go back. To, I didn't want to go the way I came, the way I drove up. So I, I took the, I, I, I took the ninety, east. Yep. And then came through the Binghamton, Binghamton Syracuse thing, and uh, I fell in love. Lakes up cool. there. The lakes up there are lovely. I mean, I could stay there. During, I, I could stay there during the fall and the summer. They can keep it in the winter. But, yes. Um, 
Believe me, they can. It is not <laughs> great in the winter. The sun never comes out. <laughs> Which is why, yeah. which is why my mom came down here. Well, you know, I I, I think your mom's a very intelligent lady, and yeah. and, and she's also she skilled because she's a teacher and a jeweler. So she um, is awesome. My whole my family down here was awesome, and I just want to say also that I was in love with my school down here. I went to Country Day School, and um, which now I know is merged with Good Hope, but mm-hmm. it was an amazing school. My teachers were incredible. I I learned so much there. Yeah, yeah. I went. Uh, I, I used to go to St. Dunstan's. We weren't really fond of Country Day. But um, oh. you know, um, the rivals. Yeah, yeah. No, Country Day is a great school. Great, great. School. It's a great school. And uh, I'm glad. I'm glad that you know that they did what they could, um, to to bring them together to keep Good Hope and Country Day alive. Even though it's a joint yeah. approach now, but um, you know, back in the day, um, orange and white, right? Yep. <laughs> the Tigers. That's it. So, orange and white day. <laughs> so, 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 who taught you to, to play the flute? When did you fall in love with it and all that good stuff? Yeah, you know, okay, so when I was um, when I was at Country Day, there was a new teacher who came in, and he actually also was from upstate New York. He came from Crane School of Music, which I, I think it's in Potsdam, New York, and his name was Tyson Hoppy. And he was the one who kind of started the music program at Country Day, because to my knowledge, there wasn't much going on until he arrived, or it was, you know, a little ramshackle. And... Um, I just like clung to him and I think he recognized something in me, you know, that I loved music so much. So he kind of took me under his wing and I took piano lessons and cello lessons and flute lessons. And it turns out that flute was his main instrument at uh, Crane School of Music in Potsdam. So I really owe a lot to Mr. Hoppy, formerly of Country Day School. Um, and there was a, uh, a brochure on the wall for Interlochen Arts Academy, which is this boarding school and summer program in northern Michigan, a place that I'd never been to or heard of. And uh, he was getting ready to leave, and he, he told me, he was like, you know, I think you seriously love music, and if you want to be serious about this, I think you should consider going to study someplace where, um, you know, you have like a little bit more of a specialized training than you'll be able to get here on the island um, for high school years. Because high school in classical music is where you really have to buckle down and make it your life's mission and get very tunnel vision on what you want. And um, I took his advice and my parents Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I thank them every day that they made this happen for me, but they let me go study in the States at this boarding school, which was also a big change going from the Virgin Islands to Northern Michigan. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's where I really got serious. Where'd you go to school? Uh, you graduated from high school? In, you graduated from school in St. Croix? No. So I, um, I left for high school when I was in ninth grade and I went to this Interlochen Arts Academy, which is a music boarding school in Northern Michigan. Oh, okay. Okay, good. And then you graduated. And then I was there for four years. And then straight from there, I went to study at, uh, Juilliard in New York. Juilliard. Oh, wow. That's awesome. (laughs) That's awesome. So you, you, you were up in the upper peninsula? It's actually, it's on the very upper part of the lower peninsula. The very upper part of the lower peninsula. But yeah, the, yeah. the weather the, the weather really doesn't make a distinction with respect to upper part of lower peninsula or, or upper peninsula. It's true, but you know what? The sun comes out more in Michigan than it does in Syracuse, New York. Wow. wow. <laughs> I will tell you that. Wow. 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 So tell us about Juilliard. For those who have heard about it, but we, we now can get a, 
uh, uh, inner, inner Sanctum's review from someone who was there? Yeah, uh, I was at Juilliard for six years. I did my undergraduate degree and my master's degree, so obviously I couldn't get enough of it. Um, but I, you know, I loved Juilliard. It is a very intense place, obviously. Um, but, you know, I think there's like a lot of rumors about it being kind of nasty and competitive. I remember hearing these uh, tall tales of students who put razor blades inside the piano keyboard so that them, when their rivals would practice, it would cut their fingers. That is not true. Juilliard was not like that. In fact, um, several of my closest friends that I still play with all the time um, were all classmates of mine. And uh, it's just a really great place to go and get serious and be kind of, you know, totally surrounded by people making music at a really high level, which is if you want to get great at something, I think the best way to do it is to put yourself in a place where everyone around you is is better. And then you just watch yourself, you know, rise to them and and honestly like it's a great place to go study and and all the while you're in new york city yep i stayed studying music while in new york city where you're hearing all all of the art art forms where music is concerned what's that like I mean, like I said, it, it's amazing because the whole city is your campus in a way. And now, you know, now I'm well out of school, almost 20 years. Um, but I still think that living in New York puts you in a good place to to be a student forever. You know, it's like you can go to concerts and theater and dance shows and expose yourself to new things that you never thought existed. And it really does inform your artistic practice, I think. When, when did you realize I'm good at this? And good enough to, to the point where the trio, is, the trio is going to bear my name. <laughs> you know, in, in full honesty, I did not give the trio the name. Um, Victor, I really owe this concert to Victor, who I met on St. Bart's. We were playing at St. Bart's Music Festival. Um, and we didn't even play together there, but we heard each other play. And, you know, he discovered I grew up on St. Croix. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're from St. John. And we had this whole moment. And um, he really he really introduced me to the series and to Nicole. And it turns out I have several friends who have played on the series before. Um, and uh, that's how the trio got its name. I'll ask the question again. I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase it. When did you realize that you were all that? Ah, I don't know. If I'm, I, I don't know. I, that's a really tough question to, to answer. You know, like sometimes life is just happening and you really can't assemble all the pieces until later. So I just, uh, I try to just keep doing what I'm doing and, and stay as humble as possible and also just enjoy it, you know? Let me ask you this question. Because you know, okay. you know, Quelbe music is our, is our local music, right? Scratch yeah. band, scratch band. You ready to come back at some point and, and play with Stanley and the 10 Sleepless Nights and both of you, <laughs> both of you knock out the flute and just take it to a next level? Hell yeah. Ooh, ooh! I like that confidence. We, we got to work yeah. on that. We got to work on that sometime in the future. All right. Yeah, definitely. Get you done because this time of year, they they're the dominant. They're they're the dominant sound here in the territory this time of year. So we gotta we gotta get the home girl back, and yeah, uh, and, bring and, and, back. and and let, <laughs> and let, let Stanley know that um, you know we got some girl power that's ready to to to, to uh, you know blend and and fit in. Totally. And all, that, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, one of the questions I asked uh, Victor and Carlton, right? Carlton Holmes, that's the that's the that's the um, pia yep. that's the pianist, right? 
Um, yeah. um, chemistry among the group. Um, one thing musicians enjoy doing is um, featuring everybody who is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about talk about that part of um, um, your performances where it's like a jam session and okay, it's your turn. Um, take it over. Take it to the next level. What's that like? Yeah, definitely. Well, we really put together this program, and we asked everyone to bring pieces to this program um, that really are pieces where they can shine. And in some cases, that means that they're the only ones playing. So, you know, I'm I'm playing some completely solo flute pieces, and um, Victor and Carlton are playing some duos where, you know, it's it's meant for one of them to be a solo voice and really shine and take over. And uh, I think that that's really important. It's um, it makes it makes it more powerful when everyone comes and plays together as well. When you know what everyone is capable of on their own, and uh, it's a really cool way I think for the audience to get some kind of like insight into the individual musicians. Awesome. So once again, um, let the public uh, can you let the public know um, about tomorrow and and the where, what time, all that stuff. I, I hope I can do that. Um, yeah. Uh, so we will be playing a concert at the Antilles School, mm-hmm. and the concert is at I think it's at oh, is it seven or eight? I'm not sure. No, I got, I got, I got you. I got you. You, you, you got me. Okay. You, 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 you will, you'll be the featured group at eight o'clock, right? Okay, the, eight o'clock. the Alex Sop trio, but um, the event actually starts at five. Kids concert right. at five. Um, Antilles. Um, school music department, the the band for the school is at six o'clock, and then we got the UVI steel pan steel pan ensemble at seven o'clock. They'll be like the primers to get you guys ready, and then at eight o'clock, you guys will you know take take the stage and do what you we'll got to do. Take the stage. Yeah. Yes, and we will be playing a concert of um, pieces all written by composers from the Caribbean and from uh, Latin America, South America. Um, as well as some pieces that are just inspired by by that. Um, so it's really, I think, going to be a unique program of these really strong individual voices. And, um, you know, it's really unusual, I think, to hear a flute, a steel pan, and a piano play together. So I'm really excited to to experience this, and I'm, I can't wait to share it. Miss Alex Sop, glad to have you back home. Yes, thank and, you so much. It's great uh, to be here. A great conversation, and I'm looking forward to getting you uh, to play that Cuerbe music at some point in the near future. Okay? <laughs> okay, sounds good. Thank you. Be good. Bye-bye. All right, take care. You Bye. got it. Bye. We'll take a... If you graduated from high school in the U.S. Virgin Islands, don't be stuck with college debt. Create your future for free with Free Tuition Plus at UVI. With Free Tuition Plus, your tuition is covered. Plus, you can use additional financial aid to pay for room and board and other expenses. At the University of the Virgin Islands, you'll receive a world-class education with opportunities to study abroad and gain hands-on experience. Choose from 99 majors, minors, and certificates on campus and online. Visit www.uvi.edu and apply today. The news nowadays is a bit like our weather, much more extreme. The headlines that grab the most attention generate a lot of heat and not much light. On 1A, we rely on your questions and stories to help us better understand the issues that demand more than a few tweets. With your help, we'll get to the heart of the story together. Catch 1A at its new time, weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. 
Mario fue pintor más de 30 años. Cuando me dijo que se le estaban olvidando las cosas, fue difícil. Un día me dijo, me dijeron que pintara el marco del lado por dentro y pinté el lado de afuera. Yo le diría a la gente que le diga a su familia lo que está pasando con él. Si algo se nota diferente, podría ser Alzheimer. Es momento de hablarlo. Visita alz.org diagonal nuestras historias para saber más. Un mensaje de The Alzheimer's Association y The Ad Council. Hi, it's Rachel Martin. Lately, I've been broadcasting Morning Edition live from my basement. When social distancing started, my colleague Rolando got on his bicycle and brought me all the equipment that I needed to work from home. Making public radio is totally a team effort. And if you're one of the listeners who donate to this NPR station, you're part of the team. Thank you. Together, we keep NPR on air. Please donate right now at WTJX.org. And uh, we uh, want to thank Ms. Alexa uh, for making an appearance here uh, and uh, in advance of tomorrow night's event over at the Antilles School, the Priorholic uh, Arena, uh, where um, the Alexa Trio um, featuring Carlton Holmes and Victor Provost, uh, they're going to be doing their thing over on St. Thomas. Now we're going to talk about a job fair, Governor Wanga Flui. Uh, hospital and Medical Center. Um, that's tomorrow at 9 a.m., uh, 3 p.m. The good people from JFL have joined me. I'm allowed them to introduce themselves, starting with the lady. Good morning, and thank you for having us this morning. Uh, my name is Nicole Samuel Miller. I am the Interim Vice President of Human Resources at the Wang Flui Hospital and Medical Center. And with me, I have our Associate Counsel, Mr. Kelvin Vidal. And we're grateful today for you to have us and for just to share the message with your listening audience about our Job Fair and Career Expo that will be happening tomorrow, Saturday, December 3rd, from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Counselor, what's up? Good morning, Neville. It's good to see you again. Yeah, man. You've got a great setup here. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's, 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 easy, really nice. it's easy to come to work in the morning. You know, we got the great vista, so you can see that. So makes sense. So, so, so we're good. So I'm here in. Uh, but before you get up, but you get this, this baritone voice from. Well, you know, uh, blame it on the mama and the papa, v- I guess. Vicky, you know, Miss Vicky, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Vicky. Uh, so I'm here in my capacity uh, as associate counsel to support my colleague, Miss Miller, mm-hmm. in her efforts to continue with recruitment at the Juan Luis Hospital, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about what she's going to share this morning with you and the listening audience. Not a problem. Well, Ms. Miller, I go ask this question. You know, I know that, you know, I used to really, really go poor on the spot, but what's going on with the hospital, man? 
We are in a transition phase, Mr. Mr. James. Yes, and and this is our home, and that's why this is important for us this morning to make sure that we bring those bodies into the building to have this job fair and career expo to fill it with our local homegrown individuals, and we can't do it without the bodies. So without without a doubt, but the inspiration could also be with the with a sound, beautiful new energy-efficient building and all that stuff. I mean, oh gosh, man, the people that want what's going on. And, and that's why they should come out tomorrow okay. to the job fair mm-hmm. because they will come and experience as well. Although we're having this job fair and career expo, they're also going to come to experience a tour of JFL North. As I said, we're in a transition phase and we're moving into the building. I don't want to say things. I don't want to overstep and say things that I sh- cannot say on the air right now. But no, we're no, no, no. more sooner than later. We will be moving into JFL North. And I think sometimes just passing by from the outskirts, you can't really see all that's taking place. So there's progress taking there place inside. definitely is progress that's taking no, place. No, I'm going to take your word for it. We're good with that. Right? <laughs> and I just I just want you to, to feel our pain a little bit because... It's all of our pain, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's what I say, our Right, that's our pain, not mine. That's what I feel. Our pain, and um, you know, as a crucian, um, some of us believe that you know they tend to, we tend we um, have been taken for granted, mm-hmm. and at some point, you know, we got to let them know, you know, something. Give us what is ours. Correct. Okay. Correct. So that's so that's the that's the that, that premise. Is, that's the premise for why I I asked that question. I just wanted. To, to uh, re- 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 so. relay, relay our frustration. We ain't blaming you. No. No check? Because you, you can't build a hospital. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I in the building business. Somebody got to administrate, and that's what I yes. in the business are doing. And I think if everybody plays their role, uh, then we'll be better off. The idea of a job fair and a career expo um, at this juncture is why. As I said before, we are moving more sooner than later into that building. And we need to make sure that we have adequate staff to make sure that there's continuity of care for our patients and our um, our family and friends here on um, this island. So we can't do it with unless we have the qualified individuals to um, sit in those positions. Mm-hmm. Now, Councillor, um, because we're dealing with um healthcare um the the need for sound counsel in an advisory role because you got to protect the institution protect the people and and all that stuff what's that role like in providing um that complementary but necessary um component where a healthcare facility is concerned it's about putting people first. Speak right into the microphone. That's the most important thing, putting yeah. people first mm-hmm. and ensuring that the uh, privacy rights of all individuals are protected. Mm-hmm. That's my job at the hospital. I work closely with Ms. Patricia Welcome, who's the chief legal counsel, mm-hmm. and along with the other members of the executive team to ensure that those interests, the rights of the patients, uh, the needs of the public, that they're met. Okay. Now, one of the concerns for the public, both Ms. Miller and Attorney Vidal, right? Yes, sir. It's turnover at the Wang Louis Hospital. Um, when we you know, have a job fair tomorrow, Ms. Miller, are we impressing upon those who may be interested that 
Uh, don't believe the hospitality is in the business of just offering you a job so you could enhance your resume. We would want to know that you are committed long-term Most definitely. to the institution. Most definitely. Okay. Um, we want committed individuals. It's not just a job just to put a few dollars in your pocket, but you have to be committed. As I said before, this is our home. This is where we're, you know, most of us are born, we're raised. And for many of us, we're going nowhere from here. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that there is indeed that commitment to um, our home, our island. So um, we want serious-minded individuals mm -hmm. to come to this job fair and to make that commitment along with us. Talk about some of the positions, some of the key positions we, we're hoping to uh, entertain um, qualified Virgin Islanders and those who may have just, somebody might be here on vacation and hear about the job fair and, you know, they come down tomorrow and they said, before you know it, I came here for two weeks and now I'm going to be here for 20 years. Exactly. So um, we have, just like the... the rest of the nation we have a shortage in um, nurses mm -hmm. and we really and that's what the, our reason for holding the job fair on a saturday as well mm -hmm. and um there you go thank you mm -hmm. so we definitely want to appeal to our clinical um staff those who have that clinical background we want to um entice those nurses those certified medical assistants we want to entice even our administrative roles we even have a shortage in um, physicians okay. so um, um, administrators we um, service representatives we need just it spans the gamut mm -hmm. um, we need individuals um, if we were moving from one JFL Maine to JFL North, we will have a larger capacity. So we definitely need to recruit more individuals. And we're just asking everyone to come out. Um, you know, if you're interested, um, just take a glimpse of what JFL has to offer and what is to come. One of the things I, I take pride in um, as a as a Virgin Islander, as a crucian, is uh, you made a statement, we, we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Right? So, but, but what I, I really take pride in is listening to, to us uh, articulate, you know, at a, at a high level. And I get joy uh, listening to Tuayo, um, educated. Kelvin, tell the people that we went to school. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot. Uh, well, uh, I went to several schools. That's all right. Uh, me too. So, 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 yeah, yeah. Growing up in the West, though. You know, uh, in the yes, West, yeah. yes. And from Frederickstead, you know, yeah. a lot of people might know my mom, Victoria, Vicky Thompson. She worked in the healthcare course, for, in, in, And she did. Yeah. She worked at uh, Slab. Mm -hmm. She worked at, I believe, for a short period, Charles uh, Harwood. Yeah. I know of off course, on Northern Street, don't you, West? Ended yeah. uh, her career over at the, the then Ingaborg Nesbitt Clinic yeah. in Frederickstead. Well, it was the Frederickstead Health Center. Uh, yes, when, when it's been rebranded, yeah, definitely, yeah. and renamed. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, where you graduate from? I definitely high school. <laughs> I went to the Manor School. Nothing wrong um, with that. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't. You know, I want to make sure that people understand uh, that I uh, I'm a native born, and I love it here. And one of the things that we want to champion is the great work that the people at JFL are doing. And so we hope that when people come to the fair tomorrow, which is a very special day, it's a very special day. Do you mm -hmm. know what? Do you Tell know them what, why. Do, Tell do them. you know what day tomorrow is? December the third. It's 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 a really special day. It's 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 Kelvin's birthday. So uh, <laughs> we want to make sure that <laughs> people come to experience uh, 
what the facility has to offer uh, you, you, because you, a lot of people haven't seen JFL North. You, you better you, you better be on your P's and Q's tomorrow for your board deal. Oh, we will be on our P's and Q's okay, because okay, it's okay. an opportunity to showcase. Happy birthday, Eve. Man. A happy birthday, <laughs> Eve. 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 Thank you very much. Eve. Uh, Eve. So, we went to law school. I went to Indiana University of School course. of Law in Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana. Okay, undergrad uh, where? I went to Nova Southeastern. Okay, down here in Florida. In Davie, Florida. That's what I'm talking about. Man. Yeah. yeah man. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Miss Bella, tell us about yourself. You went away. Well, I am Krujan born and Fungifer. Mm -hmm. I went to. <laughs> I like that. I my that. undergraduate degree is from right here at the University of the Virgin Islands. That's what I'm talking about. And my master's degree is from the American Intercontinental University that's in Georgia. In Georgia? Okay, good, good. Where went to high school? It's a Carib. <laughs> Central Hey, that's what I'm talking about. You know, being like that. And, and, and I'm glad that uh, you know you, you talk about that fungi fed. Um because uh, one of the things the hospital wants us to do is eat well, right? That's for sure. And uh, we, and have, we have, a, have a dynamic dietary department. Yeah, yeah. We have we have a show here on uh, on, on that we did on Wednesday. We do it the last Wednesday every month. Nourish the Flores, so we talk about all the good stuff that you could consume, but everything in moderation. Correct. That's what we're talking about. But but for tomorrow though, we, we want the best, right? That's and, for sure. and more importantly, we want to commit it though. Commitment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that, that 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 is big. So job fair and career expo tomorrow, nine AM to three PM. Um what to expect when I reach there? If I look and walk. Uh, we definitely want um, individuals to come out. Although it's a Saturday and we can be relaxed, we're asking individuals to dress appropriately because we will have on-site um, interviews that will take place. So there's an opportunity to be hired on the spot. So we're asking them to um, dress appropriately when um, individuals approach the, the courtyard because we're having it in the courtyard okay. at, at JFL. And when you approach the courtyard, there will be um, designated individuals there who will um, help you with your registration, make sure that you have a list of all the positions that are available, make sure you have applications. There may be some refreshments while you wait, while you fill out your applications, and while you converse with um, department leaders. So we're not gonna only be there, not only my HR staff, but we're going to have the, ex the entire executive team will be there, as well as um, department and unit leaders. Yeah, that's, that, that's awesome. Councilor, um, you got any openings in, 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 in that, in that uh, division? There is an opening for a contract administrator, and that person works closely with the legal department okay. and procurement to ensure that we mm -hmm. can track uh, all contracts that uh, we have at JFL. And I want to send a special thank you to our CEO, Douglas Cook, for mm -hmm. supporting this effort. I haven't met him, but I've heard that he seems to be very cool under... He uh, is. He has this cool demeanor about under him pressure. Where, where, where he just sits. And he has this ability to listen to people and and that and, makes and, and, not get and that rattled. makes a tremendous difference in uh, setting the tone mm. and creating a climate where people can feel that they can contribute and have a voice. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that Miss Miller is constantly trying to do: reinvent, uh, change, and improve the climate and culture mm -hmm. at Juan Luis, so that we can keep the people that we have. That's it's not about. just about bringing I, I, I people. I just mentioned the turnover thing where people you know, come in here and just and enhance the resume and then the next we're thing We're constantly out. trying to do and so one of the things uh, we plan to do is 
ensure that the people that are there can speak on behalf of the hospital, their experience, to let people know that it's a great place to work. Sure, there are improvements that can be made, but uh, it's an ever-changing process, and we strive to improve what we do at the hospital day in, day out. When I was a a child, and I used to go to Lumakal School, it was St. Farm School, and in third grade, my mom said, um, you go take a test because you're, you're going to a new school. So went to St. Dunstan's. And at that time, it was predominantly white. And, you know, she kind of brainwashed me and said, you know, you, you got to speak properly and all that stuff because it was raw crucian. So I went and asked it to her. I, I noticed you know, I, how I don't vacillate from this Yankee twang to the local twang. And I love it. I, I, I'm, not, I'm serious. I, I, I just think it's the versatility and articulating is so is so awesome. So I just, I just want both of you to know that I'm clocking both of you. And, and I also am good. But it's important to code switch. Listen, there's some things that just can't be said unless they're said in our Cruzan dialect. Correct. But there's a time that we know we have to turn it off and turn it on. So even when I was in the classroom and I was teaching, my students knew, I'm the English teacher, when they come in, they can't say... Be, be, I, ca- I compliment it. I, I like. I love. It. I love this thing you know, because a lot of people get shocked with it. They can't, they, they they assume something, and of yes. course, you know, assumption is the mother of a lot of bad things. But yes. um, the ability to articulate, and because it's communicating, yes, and it it allows for us, you know, to um, touch people and all that stuff. So good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much. Tell the um, tell the CEO come check me. I ain't talked to her yet. So, 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 so you have you have, so you have that's an open invitation. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So tell okay. come check me. I want to, to rap with him and the public wants to hear from him as well. Counselor, good to see you again. Most good to see you, Mr. James. You got it, man. And yes. Miss Miller. Thank you. Good to Thank have you. Thank you for having us. Okay, good luck tomorrow, okay? Thank you so much. You, you got it. Good. That's um the leadership at uh, JFL. They got a job here tomorrow, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Got me speaking the Yankee twang and all that stuff. Make sure you look good going out there because you could be hired on the spot. We'll be back right after this. Bush T from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Be back right after this. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. During a busy day, it can be hard to make room for even one more thing. So it's a real plus that All Things Considered from NPR News is great for multitaskers. You can confidently add being well-informed to your to-do list and know that you will get it done. Whether you're cleaning out your junk drawer on a quick drive or something else, listen to All Things Considered every weekday afternoon. From 5 to 8 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1. If you're worried your friend may be struggling, remember, you don't have to be there to be there. You could say how while you will get a fake tattoo. You could ask with an app if it works for you. You could chat on the game, kick off your flip flops. You could ask on your couch while you binge watch. Whatever, whatever, whatever gets you talking. Reach out to a friend about their mental health. Learn how you can help at seizetheawkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation.